0: Glory, glory, glory. Have you discovered the difference between magic and glory? The two trees in the garden. One runs on second heaven starlight, and the other on third heaven glory light. Hmm. Jesus or Satan? What kingdom is your mind hooked into? Jesus, I'm a Christian. Oh yeah, the fruits of the Holy Spirit are the fruits of glory. Really? What's your attitude? Is it that of the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit or religion? You know, works, slavery, do's and don'ts, performance, appearances, knowledge. I mean, it's called the tree of knowledge. And people are like, oh, knowledge is good. Well, the Bible calls it the devil's kingdom. So, I mean, it can't be that good if Genesis says the serpent deceived Eve from eating from the tree of knowledge and humanity died. And we've been stuck in Satan's kingdom ever since because we serve our brain, knowledge, instead of our spirit, life. That's why he was crucified at the place of the skull, or you could say the brain. Golgotha, in Aramaic, But in English, you could say brain. Gogotha or brain. They didn't have brain terminology 2,000 years ago in Greek, in Hebrew, and Aramaic. (laughs) They called it the carnal mind in Greek. It's called the carnal mind, also known as your brain. And what does the Bible say in Romans 8? It wars against your spirit. The Antichrist is the human brain. The tree of knowledge is the human brain under the influence of Satan and his angels that always tempt you to continue eating from the tree of knowledge. That's what fills your head with darkness that has the appearance of light. So they're certain because when they saw it, it was good. But after they ate it, it actually kills your heart and makes you a murderer of your brother. Judgmental, accusational, envy, strife, comparisons, factions, divisions. My leader's better than your leader. Aren't we supposed to have one father and he is God? I mean, what tree are you eating from? Oh my god, so you're telling me you got a billion Christians eating from the tree of knowledge. Now you got it. Exactly. Church feeds you the tree of knowledge. Now, I'm not saying all of them do, but all of them do. Uh, It's true. Uh, You're not going to find a church that doesn't feed you the tree of knowledge. If it's a church that doesn't feed you the tree of knowledge and feeds you the knowledge of the glory shall cover the earth as the waters cover the sea, that teaches your spirit, well, that can't be contained in a human system. So that's that's not a building made by human hands. That's the temple of the Lord God Almighty in the Lamb. People are like, well, you go to a hotel... And you have a meeting sometimes, and you've done conferences, and, you know, it's not about the building. I mean, God doesn't want you sleeping on the street. It does require, like, a little bit of wisdom to understand a little bit of scripture. I'm not making fun of you. I love you. But you need a little bit of wisdom. If anyone lacks wisdom, God gives wisdom liberally, James says. So ask for the spirit of wisdom to fill your heart, to fill your belly gemstones of wisdom. Read the book of James. Read Proverbs. Read Psalms. Read Song of Solomon. Read Ecclesiastes. Those are the wisdom books of the Bible that will impart the spirit of wisdom into your spirit. So you can be very wise to interpret the scripture accurately from the Holy Spirit's perspective who gave those words to men of God who wrote them. Amen. And it's true. Buildings made by human hands really has not much to do with brick and mortar. It has everything to do with who's the father of the system. Who's the who's fathering the system? Who's in charge of this thing? Take me to your leader, you know? Take me to you, the queen bee of your Borg collective. Everywhere I go, I go and, and deal with the strong man of whatever system it is. And then you loot and plunder that house after you bind the strong man. The strong man Well, manifest, and I love it, I love confronting strongmen because I'm I'm kind of freaking crazy. And I want to see how powerful strongman is, and I've confronted strongmen of hundreds of systems, I can't say maybe thousands, not millions, certainly, that'd be an exaggeration, but hundreds, hundreds of strongmen of hundreds of different human systems, even gangs, strongmen of gangs. You know, I'll be on the street, and the strong man of the GDs, the leader of the gangster disciples, pull up in his Porsche, be like, what's up, and testing me, seeing if I'm the cops, and I'm, I'll test him, and we see we're cool, and I'll just, like, pray for him, <laughs> and he goes off. But it's fun. It is fun, because it's not dangerous unless you're afraid. But there's no fear in love. And if you're walking the narrow path, you're going from love to greater love. And you're safe. You are safe. Even when they were shooting guns at me. And I'm sitting here when Donald Trump was elected president. That's the day they shot five bullet holes through my front porch, five feet from where I'm sitting, as I'm broadcasting. Demon possessed gangsters high on crack right in front of my house. I felt so safe. Because you gotta understand. Just like King David, you fight the lions and the bears before you go after Goliath. I had so many confrontations in Teen Challenge, Bible College, Inner City Missions, for years and years and years and years, that I've already tested to see if Satan's got what it takes to shut me down and kill me and destroy me and close the narrow path so I can't go any further. And I've never seen anything strong enough in the kingdom of hell that can do it. And I don't think he's gonna have anything. And I'm very confident that Jesus is omnipotent. And I'm—I've seen him work over and over and over in so many situations that were absolutely impossible. I've been carjacked twice, by one time by gangsters who asked for a ride home, and they—they they grabbed the keys out of my car. I've been in missions for one year. You know, and, and I was kind of a little dumb and a little gullible. You know, I've been praying in tongues and fasting and reading the Bible and I'm totally on fire for God and I lost to the gangs that day they stole my car I, they are like, can I get a ride home? and I'm like, well the good Christian thing to do would be to give this guy a ride home so it's not that far away I gave him a ride home, I pull up to where he wanted to get let off he grabs the keys, walk out of the car four dudes holding guns walk up to me as I'm sitting in the car So I got out of the car and ran. I actually had to run down the freeway, right down 94 here, downtown Minneapolis, and some Somalians pulled over to the side of the road. I hopped in, and we went to the next stop, and I called the cops. They found my car three days later. Had a flat tire, broken window. They'd stolen the stereo out of it. But I got my car back, and I put a new stereo in it. Not a big deal. You live and you learn. And honestly, it was kind of fun you got to be a little crazy to follow Jesus. (laughs) Hallelujah. Jesus. I'm so thankful for the narrow path, though, aren't you? I know a lot of you need that kind of encouragement that he'll protect you through no matter what you have to go through in life. I mean, he really is a good God. The word blessing actually means spiritual protection, by the way. We say blessing, 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 the Lord bless you. Grace and spiritual blessings be with your spirit from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessing is spiritual protection. And if you're walking the narrow path, you're protected. If you're in the wide path, that's called the path of destruction. You're not protected in the wide path. Okay? <laughs> you're only protected in the narrow path. Are there martyrs? Rarely. And in fact, this is the time that death and hell are being overcome. He'll always give you a way out. I mean, even the Apostle Paul in the book of Acts, you know, the prophet came up to him, bound him in chains, and it was like, and the Holy Spirit warned him, don't go to Jerusalem, dude. You don't need to die. I mean, the Holy Spirit told him, if you do this, you're going to be bound in chains, go to Caesar, they're going to cut your head off. He was warned. But a lot of times people are just stubborn, and they just go ahead and what they thought they heard from God, and they die prematurely, and they call that martyrdom. But I believe God always provides a way out. I mean, look at John. They boiled him in oil, couldn't kill him. You know? They tried to chop his head off, sword bounced off his neck. Because you couldn't penetrate the amount of glory he was walking in. There was no fear in his heart so that the natural dimension could override the glory dimension. When you're in the glory dimension, Satan doesn't have anything in the five physical sense dimension that can stop you. It's a non-existent fantasy thing. The deeper you go in the glory, the more fortified you are in the battle regalia of the ancient of days. The same armor that God the Father wears. Amen. (laughs) And instead of you worrying about being touched by demons and devils and sinners, they're worried about you touching them with the glory. You go on the offense, start releasing rivers, You start messing up all the devil's plans in the nations. It's really actually quite a fragile system that Satan has constructed here in Babylon the Great. I mean, it's based on this whole lie called the flesh. And it's very fragile. I mean, you remove the foundation stone called Jerusalem below or the Old Covenant, religion, the whole thing topples. The problem is, is the Christians, the covenant people, believe that has something to do with God. They believe that the religion, the outward religion stuff, has something to do with God. God's a river in your belly. Okay? He's not the outward law of Moses. He's the inward river of life. Those are the two trees in the garden. It really is. The flesh and the spirit. And when the flesh conquers, when your spirit conquers your flesh, that's actually when you can begin to conquer other people's flesh. That's when you begin to help them enter the kingdom or enter the spirit. So we're not bound up with our brains connected to the abilities of the flesh, which is to be dead in our sin, also called in Scripture to be naked, to be without power, to be defenseless against the fallen angels but when you're clothed in might when you're clothed in the armor of God from within because you've manifested your spirit through your heart and brain and it wraps you because you got a spirit and you got a heart and you got a mind and you're the temple of the Holy Spirit but it has to come through your spirit first the outward stuff don't work in real spiritual warfare. They'll have to fake it. They'll fake it on Sunday morning. They'll pretend like it's successful ministry. They'll pretend like there's some kind of transformation, some kind of change, but it's not real transformation unless it's the spirit from the belly changing the heart. It's called your roots. That's why Jesus, Revelation 22, is called the roots of David the root and the source of the anointing. (laughs) Jesus is the root and source of life for the heart, which is the nation. Amen? The DNA. (laughs) The programming of life on earth. (laughs) What, What code are you walking in? The code of the Lamb or a broken code of the fall? a corrupted, wormy DNA coding of lies, of Belial. Belial, Satan and his angels, corrupt with lying words the DNA coding of life on earth. There's supposed to be no death here. There was no death in the beginning. Jesus Christ holds the keys of death and hell. And when you begin to realize that Jesus Christ lives within your belly and your mighty waters break, you birth your own sonship, which is birthing your own salvation. Now, you got fire insurance. I'm not saying and you're not saved if you don't birth the son. It's just you still live in wonderment. Is he going to provide for me? Is he a good God? Can I trust him? You still got doubts, you got cares, you got worries. You don't have the full commitment. Ezekiel 47 you're not all the way underwater. You're like ankle deep commitment, knee deep commitment. You know, waist deep, shoulder deep, whoa, almost underwater, almost entered the kingdom, but nope, you haven't. Not until your head's underwater in the river of life have you even entered the kingdom. Can you trust the Lord more than yourself? Do you trust the invisible God? Or do you need someone called an apostle or prophet to prove the scriptures true before your eyes so you can say yes to what is written and what the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life. Nearly every person on earth needs an example and a demonstration of it because they're scared. That's why God has five-fold ministry. That's why Revelation chapter 11 says God breathed the breath of life into the two witnesses because they've been dead for like 1900 years. And they came alive again. The apostolic and prophetic witness of what the apostles and prophets in the first century walked in are now walking in the 21st century. Because God breathed the breath of life into them again. And they ascended into heaven in a cloud before everyone's eyes. Revelation 11. It is written. So, this is the time where everyone on earth has a perfect example of the apostolic and prophetic which causes the great awakening. So you know it's written in the word and it's what the Spirit wants to do in your lives. That it's not cult, and it's not weird, it's actually biblical Christianity that's been hidden because the apostolic and the prophetic, according to Revelation 11, have been dead. They've been dead. There's no such thing as church apostles and church prophets. There's only kingdom prophets and kingdom apostles of cities and nations. The apostolic witness of the book of Acts, is so different than what we see demonstrated today. And there are some demonstrations. I honor those that are honored as apostles, you know, in the church age, like David Hogan, Heidi Baker, Bill Johnson. Bless them. I've learned a little bit from all of them. But what we're coming into is so different than the church age. We're coming into the kingdom age. And it's so altogether different that people feel disrespected and dishonored for what they've done in the church age. God's not disrespecting you. He's not dishonoring you. He's, he's a leader that leads you into a greater glory. He's the Father of glory. And we work out the kinks and we let it gel and we perfect it and we slay all the giants in the land so there's no confusion in the air. And we so demonstrate that this is in fact what God wants on earth as it is in heaven that there can be no doubt about it whatsoever. Written in the Bible, tested and proven in reality, we're going to have the kingdom of heaven on earth, and there won't be any walls. (laughs) There won't be any envy and strife. There won't be any wickedness in the body. (laughs) What did they do? They brought idols into their tents. They brought all this envy and greed into their own bodies, which is the tent or the temple of the Holy Spirit. They had their hearts attached to all kinds of stuff in the natural dimension, mostly religion. Religion's the most deceptive of all because it's like, well, who has raised the standard of religion-free Christianity? I mean, it's like a non-existent thing. I mean, you tell someone Jesus wasn't religious, they're like, oh, yeah, okay, you're one of those kinds of Christians, you know? And they still think you're religious. But you don't get it. In the Holy Spirit, there's not a drop of religion. I mean, it's pure ecstasy. When you walk in it, you're higher than everyone around you. Saying that there's no high like the most high isn't just being funny. It's true. The high glory is the real deal, and the drugs and alcohol are the counterfeit. <laughs> I mean, when you start walking in holiness, you're set apart from the world, not you know, like Mother Teresa, miserable in religion. I mean, she was one of the most miserable women that's ever lived. I've known people that went to Calcutta and said she was one of the most miserable, nastiest old ladies they've ever met. That is religion. (laughs) Okay, the Catholic Church is the worst example of Christianity of all time. It's an abomination. It really is 100% Masonic. It's Jesuit sorcery. It's as demonic as it gets. The Pope has opposed the living and enslaved the living. Everything on the Pope's agenda is diabolical. It is. I mean, you cannot exaggerate how demonic Catholicism is and how demonic the Vatican is. I know people from Italy that live in Italy that have come to Minneapolis and they told me, it's the mafia. That's their own words, that the Roman Catholic Church is the mob. And, and you talk about Italian mafia and talk about Sicil- Sicilian mafia I mean, it's the Roman Catholic Church it's the mob I mean, you've seen the movie The Godfather and it's fading and they're losing power and this is as weak as they've ever been <laughs> I tell you the truth and it's because the real Christians are birthing the Messiah from their bellies with the mighty breaking waters you have the ability to take back what the enemy stole from you those mighty waters of the glory. And it's the problem with the Christians is their brain gets in the way and they, they start seeing a little progress of the living waters and they get greedy or they get lustful. They get a little success in the anointing and they get proud and puffed up about it. And it's just this huge mess. And there's tons of grace to keep learning and keep growing. But I'm telling you guys, you have to have a full constant release of the living waters and always keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith or until you have the perfect faith of Jesus and you're not living at all in the flesh. But you're living 100% in spirit and truth, which is worship to God. You're living in the river and you've become one with the river which is the resurrection power through the nations. It's the river of life from our bellies that raises the nations from the dead. It's the river of life, the breaking of the mighty waters, of the birthing of the Messiah from our bellies through our hearts and minds, fully yielded to Him inside us. Greater is He who is in you than He who is in the world. We've yielded to He who is in us, therefore we've washed away He who is in the world. Glory to God. (laughs) Amen. Without spot and wrinkle, which means without any of you interfering with him trying to be himself, the divine child, through your hearts and minds. Who will release the spotless lamb? He will be great in the kingdom of heaven forever. Who will not interfere with the personality of Christ, the seven spirits of God? Who will not put their two cents in and just serve Christ alone? Who will not have any other ulterior motive hidden in their heart? Most most ministers, it's like money. But who will have the Father's intention in their heart? Everything Jesus did was because of the Father. Hallelujah. (laughs) He never did it for himself. He didn't even do it for others. He loved others so perfectly. That he demonstrated perfect love towards others as obedience to his Father. Because God is love. You say you love your neighbors? Obey the Father. Go higher in the glory so you can actually love them perfectly. Most people's love is phileo. It's human. Human love is the enemy of divine love. It's the greatest enemy of all. Because it doesn't require Christ. There's no crucifixion of self. And it can have the appearance and look good before others. And you'll get the applauses of every Christian church in the world, but not the applauses of God the Father. God the Father is just looking for his son to be formed in your heart. Real love, divine agape love that might get you a little persecuted, a little misunderstood because they're looking for phileo love. They want to stay humans. They want to cling and retain control of their lives instead of fully yield to God. <laughs> But we go all the way through the cross, picking up our cross and following Him daily. You know what I'm saying? I had a vision of that so clearly yesterday. Of going all the way through the cross until there's nothing left of self, and it's the full glory of Jesus Christ on the throne. Amen. That's the mark of the high calling. Completely passing through the cross to the other side and being the full manifestation of Jesus Christ on the throne which is this verse right here. Hebrews 1, 3. He is the sole expression of the glory of God, the light being, the outreign or radiance of the divine, and he is the perfect imprint and very image of God's nature. Nature. Sole expression of the glory of God, the light being, the outreign radiance of the divine. That's the end result of your faith going through the cross. Dying entirely to your own mind, will, and emotions. Dying entirely to all the cares and thoughts in your own heart. Every intention crucified so you can be the exact representation of the invisible God, also known as a bride without spot and wrinkle. And you have white garments because you're now fully fortified in the glory of God. That's what every single one of you will come into. That's what you're created for. And it's not hard, it's reasonable. Jesus Christ says it's a reasonable service. All you have to do is give up your idols, give up your dead stuff, give up the, the altars of sin that you serve in your heart secretly. You're missing out big time. It's like Esau selling his inheritance, his birthright for momentary pleasures in the flesh. Just give it all up today. And go all the way through the cross, All of you, Lord Jesus, all of your glory, Lord of glory, King of glory, put the crown of glory on my head. I want to be a conqueror and an overcomer of everything in the world by your grace that's sufficient for my spirit to always obey and go to the next degree of glory if I'm willing to sacrifice more of myself. Amen? And that's what's special about this group. There's people here that are willing to sacrifice all and go all the way, demonstrate what's available to every Christian in the world, raise the standard, and drown the world like Noah with the king of righteousness, Melchizedek, and let the nations feast on the floods of his bread and wine, which is the glory of God, eating the knowledge of the glory, covering the earth as the waters cover the sea, fulfilling prophecy in the apostolic anointing, fully manifesting through your bellies, Jesus Christ, the Apostle, is in you. Let him completely transform your hearts and minds. Amen. It's his holiness alone that raises the dead. And this is the time of great resurrection. The resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. We love you guys. Be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow. Glory to God.